everybody. This is Tyler. This is Danny. And we're here with a very special episode of Fried Squirms. You'll notice that all of you are hearing this, even though it would normally be a Patreon episode. And that's because we have a very special guest. Say hi, Stephen. Hi, Stephen. <laughs> no, I, this was. A, I am high, by the way. Yeah, as we all should. Hi, Stephen. <laughs> I'm hi, Stephen. And I mean, we'll get to our green hits here in a second, but I, I figure we should maybe explain this. Out of maybe all of our look back movies, this is the one we've already brought back the most. I think you're right. In various forms, whether it be through Test Your Fright or just talking about it or this or that. So rather than what we've been doing with our sloppy seconds, we're just going to, you know, show it to somebody new. I'm very excited. I've wanted to see this movie for ages, but it's been unavailable to me and I haven't gone out of my way, apparently, to just buy it. So so we're going to try something with this episode. We'll see how well it works. If it doesn't work well, now we know for the future. But we're going to have a good time because it means we're going to watch Dead Alive. Whether or not you guys like listening, we're about to have a fucking blast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so theoretically, we're about to watch the movie. And it might get occasionally paused so we can hear input from Steven. Not sure how many pauses it's going to be. Probably at least a couple. And then, of course, we'll talk about everything and get how Stephen felt about it at the very end, if nothing else. But I'm looking forward to it. I think there's a few things where you might go, oh, shit, we're going to have to pause. We need to touch on this real quick because <laughs> it's one of those movies. I mean, I'm <laughs> I mean, it's the Hobbit guy. It might not be worth pausing for, but just the explanation of where the Sumatran rat monkey came from might be worth a pause. I uh, see it like, and I've heard of this before, so I, I'm so excited. But before we get into all that, let's get our green hits. We got all sorts of weed just floating around right here. So somebody say something about weed that we, we brought. It's a fucking party up in here. I'll start. I brought over some Cinex from our friends over at Mile High here in town. And with that being said, Cinex is a hybrid strain. It's made by crossing Cinderella 99 with Vortex. Now, on this particular strain, you're going to get notes that range from sweet, citrus, to earthy skunk. The effects are clear-headed and uplifting, and it's perfect for building a positive mindset and stimulating creative energy. So, of course, the effects shouldn't be a surprise. You'll stay focused. It's creative. You'll get the citrus, pungent, and spicy herbal flavors on this. And the THC is coming in at 22%. I wish I had info on the terpenes, but I don't. Let's see, I brought some Nick the Bruiser from Flower. It is coming in at, oh, just about 22%. Not too high, but I know we've had it before. Like this, sort of sativa dominant. It is bred from Eastside OG and Fire 18. Oh, yeah, this is one of those weird... I remember this now when we ran into this yeah. before because... It's definitely those, though. Yeah, it's definitely this, but Flower has it listed as sativa dominant. When you look it up on Leafly... It's indica dominant. Yeah. So uh, that's probably a phenotype of some sort. Exactly. Of I have a feeling that they are just, they isolated the phenotype that they like and are running with that a little bit more. I mean, everything's okay. fucking hybrid these days anyway. Right. So. <laughs> which, yeah, I brought some White Widow from Home Tree, which they had it listed as a uh, indica, which 
I've never seen before. It's always been either a hybrid or a sativa, so I had to get me some. I brought you all some to try. I am currently smoking on some uh, blueberry silver tip that I brought from uh, Home Tree as well. Uh, that is a good old cross of uh, some blueberry indica crossed with the Montana silver tip. Yeah. Yeah, Tyler knows a little bit about that. Oh, man. I love silver tip. I love blueberry silver <laughs> yeah, tip. Yeah. All of it. So much. So, so much. That's all I have to say about that. Silver tip's testing at 20%. The White Widow I brought in was testing at 30% or something. Yeah, something Over? Uh, it was Over. like almost 37, if not right around there. In a row? In a row. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thirty-seven point three percent total cannabinoids. Yeah. Fucking wild. Yeah, that's fucking nasty for flour. That's insane. Uh, Definitely gonna have to try some here in a few minutes. But before we get into this too heavy, this is a movie with a reputation. Stephen, do you have any expectations for it? I've heard it's gory. I've heard it's funny. I know it's from the Hobbit guy. I've heard it's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's about all I got, and, I'm, and that's all I need. Okay. No, that's fair. That's, no, a, like that's it. about it. I like it. I think with that, we will... You guys will probably hear us come right back, but we're basically going to start in on the movie, and we'll pop back in whenever there's something interesting to say. And like I said, if nothing else, we're going to have a great wrap-up after this because it's a wild ride. So let's have fun. Fried Squirms. All right, we're about a third of the way in. I decided we would have a nice little pause because we just got past the infamous lunch scene with the WLWL. Stephen, what are you thinking so far? First major thought, hot fucking damn, do I miss production design of like pre-CG? Everything just looks amazing, especially all the gore and that festering wound is disgusting in just the absolute best way. Oh my goodness, do I do not like them eating the pudding. <laughs> the thick, creamy custard with the pus and then her eating her own ear is very upsetting. And also this woman not stopping anybody is very fucked up. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Let's get back to it. I figured that was a good little place for a pause because... I'm loving it, though. This Honestly, one. test your fright. They Almost all of them tapped out during that eating scene. Understandably, I, yeah. it definitely I, it upset. Like, I, I had a slight moment of like, ooh, is that, am I going to get a gag reflex going? That's fair. It. It's great. All right. Back to it. Fried squirms. Now we're about an hour in. We just got done with uh, Baby's Day Out. What's the thought so far, Steve? There was a lot to take in in this little middle segment. Oh, very much so. The uh, the second dinner scene is quite more upsetting than the first. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. That is a very unfortunate baby. <laughs> I also love the priests, but holy fuck, the kiss to the bite rip tear off is very, very, very unsettling for me. Yeah. Early in me and Marge dating, we ended up watching this movie together, and now it's just pretty much referred to as you know, the movie with the baby. <laughs> you know, the baby. You know, baby's day out, too. <laughs> we also got the introduction of the uncle. Oh, yes. yeah, he's really skeezy, and I don't care for him. And I definitely thought his uh, little 
I don't know what it is. I think uh, Danny said it was a uh, some sort of uh, oh his I, little I inhaler, inhaler thing. Inhaler thing. I definitely thought, inhaler. I thought it was a vaporizer at first. <laughs> yeah, bro, they need to make a, a vape that looks like that because it's kind good. of a fire design for a vaporizer. Yeah, it's actually kind of kind of very dope. But I wonder if you could find that and then convert it. Right. Perhaps with the the little puff ability, you can just take a puff at a time. Just yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. hell yeah, that'd be dope. Anyway, Literally. what Figured else was there? So we got to see Peter Jackson in a cameo. Oh, eating a sandwich. Got to save a sandwich, even though it's definitely covered in all of that formaldehyde mixed yeah, blood, I imagined, embalmed fluid blood, <laughs> and whatever's in the Sumatran rat monkey blood. Zingaya. Zingaya. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Um, They're very much rationing up the gross out factor, and I'm I'm loving it. The other scene that stood out that I really much loved was uh, the nurse getting got. Um, oh, the, the hands, the hands, the hands through, through the, the cheeks. Face, the cheeks um, I did then didn't expect her to rip her head off as well. Yeah, this is fucking rad. Ooh, uh, any any thoughts heading into this last section, this last act? Because this is basically the closest we're going to get to an act break right now. Yeah. I'm very interested in the subplot that they set up with the, um, I forget her name, but. Bakita. Bakita. And I mean, she's getting what she wanted originally, which is to be with the pharmacist dude. So this is going to be interesting. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm just very curious. I'm in for, I'm in for, <laughs> I'm in for this ride. All right. Remember anytime you want it to pause too, we'll do that because otherwise we're just going to ride through to the end. Cause I don't think there's any other natural act breaks. Yeah. I think you're right. Okay. From here on out. Yeah. Yeah. And let's do it. I'm in. Fried squirms. We just immediately got back in and I needed to come back because we needed to talk about the uncle's face. My God, is it fucking gross. And I don't mean to like, I know it's definitely prosthetics, but like it's fucking unsettling me probably more than any of the dinner scenes have personally just the like the amount of like breaking out and like weird cigarette stains he has on his face it's gross i don't care for it he just discovered uh the bodies in the basement and i i just had to stop and point this out because it's it's fucking me up in all honesty <laughs> i don't like it but that's all i needed to say yeah yeah Let's do it. Fried squirms. All right, so we just finished it. Steven, your thoughts? Lots of goo. Lots and lots of bloody goo. Holy shit. I really loved it. Five out of five. Fantastic. Thank you for showing me this. Um, <laughs> rather upsetting. Very gross. Super amazing. I absolutely love all of the practical effects behind it. That baby is very fucked up. <laughs> Let's see. When we paused it last, you were, what, like four minutes from the party getting started? Then the party happened. And the party's a lot. The party. <laughs> There's a lot that goes down. Yeah. Standout moments? The reveal of the poison being, what was it, animal? Animal, animal stimulant. stimulant. Animal stimulant was great. I love the number of uh, nut punches for the uncle. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I th if I counted correctly, it was three. The The payoff of the foreshadowing of the lawnmower is f so very good. And then the absolute just 
chaotic bloodbath that ensues afterwards is super amazing. The thing that I very much love the most about this movie is how absolutely, like, almost indescribably imaginative some of the gore effects are of, like, the face being ripped off in that manner. I've never seen where it seems like they're, like, pulling a lampshade off of someone's head, but the lampshade is their face skin. <laughs> and then, like, also paralleled with the head becoming a lamp with the woman who, I think at one point we saw a hand go through her face. Was that her? Yeah, she okay. got punched right through the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, that that was great. See her come back and then her head go into the lamp, get lit up like that. Like, I've never even... I've never even thought of an effect like that, let alone seen it. I know I said it on our original episode, but I love how then that's also just a background piece for like 10 minutes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and I love that we come back to the blender a couple times. Mm -hmm. uh, like the baby almost goes into it and we don't even actually get that payoff. It comes no. back though later with the half head and her... Uh, just like cramming bodies into it. Some of my best friends are pedophiles. Oh my yeah, god! So weird. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> well, that's some of the stuff that's cut back in. Right, and it's kind of hard to catch that dialogue, especially because I have a a weird copy of this where the audio dubbing is interesting. <laughs> uh, very interesting in that it like plays slightly quietly, but also on like a two minute delay or something. But it played out thematically, like almost like how I imagine people uh, feel when, like, they try to play uh, Pink Floyd uh, synced up with uh, what is it, Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it just like there were some moments where it's like, wait, it's actually what? There, it it thematically worked at a couple points. But I, I can't remember what was the setup line to that. Do you remember? Because it's in that cut in stuff, but and he said it, but it's like. He was doing something with the rockabilly guy, and that's when he first brings it up. Yeah. But I don't know. I can't exactly remember what the line what, was. Yeah, what the context was. I don't know. But it's fucking, wow. The cut back to the priest and the nurse fucking multiple times is very <laughs> hilarious. And disgusting every time. And disgusting every time. It's super gross, this movie, in a fun way, in a very gross, gross, disgusting, gross way. I think that's some of the bit that works well is the humor and the gore. You know, they kind of cut through each other. So it, it kind of lessens the blow in a sense, even though what you're seeing is like really gnarly. Yeah, very much so. I think I knew that this movie was supposed to be funny and like comedic, but I didn't realize how very funny it is. It's, it's very fucking hilarious. And just way over the top in such the right way. It's so over the top that it it just lands perfectly. Uh, what did you think of Mother's Return? So very great. The fucking... I, I'm assuming animatronics? Uh, mix of... Um, miniature? I don't know. I'm not certain. But that's fucking sub-gorgeous. Sorry, I'm a little baked. <laughs> We've been smoking a bunch of weed, so... My apartment is currently hotboxed. <laughs> the entire apartment is currently hotboxed. 
But the mother's return was fucking incredible. And um, I do love the payoff of it. Of like, at a certain point, I personally was like, wait, wait, the, we haven't actually seen the mom yet, have we? And then like, basically like a beat later, we, we get that, that set up. The and, reveal, yeah. Um, Uncle's fate. Oh my God. Holy shit, dude. That was really fucking cool. I mean, I'm glad he gets got the way he gets got, but I've like, that's really fucked up to see him like walking around all on all fours, but his head's still up in the air like that. That's some really fucking incredibly just imaginative fucked up gore. That is so wildly like I keep saying imaginative, but like I can't think of a way to describe it. But because of how outside the box, it feels so invigoratingly fresh and funny. Yeah, and it all awesome. has like almost like a Looney Tune-esque kind of air about it in that it's like cartoonish. Yeah. I mean, we get a respiratory system plus guts as like a mini boss. Yes. Which that does get distracted by uh, its own reflection because it, it looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's admiring itself. Yeah. I do think that uh, Lionel made a terrible decision of throwing away uh, that amulet uh, at the end. You should have, you should have hold on to that. But, yeah, I would concur with that as well. It could be a good omen that he you know had it. And I think it's a dicey move. Paid off. I think it's worth. Yeah. I think it's worth holding on to at least until I Just don't know. Just in case the fucking fires may be fully settled that it is of his own former house. That is something I do like with the ambiguity of Selwyn the baby. Mm-hmm. Is that it's not necessarily clear whether it perished or not in the fire. So there's an outside chance. And that baby got some final girl level energy of uh, <laughs> survival or of just oh. like, oh, I guess you you are going down at all. What did you think about the, the cuts where you see someone being chased and you can clearly see it's somebody? <laughs> like it's, it's so fantastic. It reminded me of like basically like um, oh, uh, it, it, it looked like uh, scenes from Teletubbies for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, we uh, you, you talked about uh, Peter Jackson getting the, into his force perspective early on and oh God, it's so good. It's so... Oh, damn. If you... Listeners, if you haven't gotten a chance to watch this movie before, I highly recommend checking it out. It's so fun. It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I, I liken it to kind of like a party film. Like, this is one you could throw on with some friends. And... Which was delightful for watching it this time. Mm-hmm. It was how we had it set up, if you if we didn't mention that earlier. Yeah, because I would imagine most... Oh, I'll say, I, it's hard to say that, but some people... <laughs> <laughs> you know, are going to be like, what in the fuck is going on right now? And that's kind of the fun of it. It's when you find out it's Peter Jackson, and we all know his his fame now. To me, it still speaks to how creative he was during this time period to, you know, mix a comedy and uh, a very gory, visceral horror film and make it work and, and still be fun. Yeah. And also, like, still have that... Actually, a really fun, good romantic yes, uh, yes subline in there of like, oh yeah, I actually I'm happy for Lionel it's, and the and it's uh, a mix of genre. Yeah. That. That's great, and like, they're such a fucking. This is an incredible movie. I, I can't believe how well it it holds up. Thinking it's thirty years old, and the practical effects hold up well. 
it's still impressive how that stuff looks seamless. The cuts and, you know, I, I really enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah, the, the practical effects in it just makes me so jealous that I, I want to do that. I, like, I just, I want to work on that. It's like, it's, it makes me want to, it makes me want to do that kind of filmmaking. It's so freaking great. I could imagine they had a pretty good time on set, seeing that pay off, probably in the dailies or whatnot. Oh, mm-hmm. God, yeah. I imagine being on set for the, uh, the, lawnmower. the lawnmower. Whoa. That would have been, <laughs> must have been a blast, <laughs> as well as also fucking disgusting i imagine the clean up after <laughs> oh that's, that's they just of... actually burned the place down yeah, like, that's okay. the cleanup wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised yeah no, we ruined this place mm, torch not coming back from this <laughs> oh we're not cleaning it we're just leaving it yeah i mean some of it now looking back at it and watching several films of you know different subgenres some of it does have like it's specifically the uncle it feels a little lovecraftian in in nature, that design. Not I, think, I mean, it feels a little from beyond. Yes. I was going to say the, the closest filmmakers I could compare these films or this, these filmmakers are, yeah, Stuart Gordon and Brian Usna, most notably like uh, Reanimator and Society and things like that, because they share a similar vision <laughs> and they do practical effects pretty well. So uh, it, it reminds me a little bit of that as well. And it definitely was reminding me of Evil Dead. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Specifically, like, the Deadites. A lot of the camera work, it uh, very very much lives in a close-up in this movie, which I appreciate anybody who does practical effects and is willing to live in a close-up. Uh, some of the color schemes, too. I know we talked about that because we're looking... Re- We've been talking about this, Tyler and I, for a while. About <laughs> We're waiting for this 4K transfers to come out. We're watching announced, this again. What five years ago? Yeah, now? it's been at least that oh, long. Wow. But looking at this film and seeing those colors, it reminds me a little bit of like Argento's films, some mm-hmm. you know Giallo's, whatnot. So I know they're going to look really nice once we do get those transfers. Oh yeah, I am. I can only imagine considering how beautiful just like this cut we have here is. Like seeing the transition between coming up downstairs from the party into the basement and the, that 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 shocking like kind yeah. of transition into like a stark black with lots of blues and kind of some purple hues in there. It's, and then you get to, then I, I keep, why do I keep forgetting her name? Is it Bikita? Bikita. Bikita. Yeah. Bikita. Sorry. I'm just one terrible with names in general Bikita and two baked. Um, okay. uh, but she discovers every, all, uh, all the, uh, the corpses down there, all the stiffs that he's been collecting. <laughs> like it's oh, such he's a, surrounded by death. Um, it's such a such a gorgeously shot scene, and yeah, it's fucking gorgeous. Can't, I'd be down. I can't, I can't wait. To, I can't wait. <laughs> I once they have a four K cut of this, I will be adding it to my collection. Oh, poof, trust us, we're probably one of the first ones. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll, I I'll check be, like once a week. I'll be right. I, I Google it. Like we try four K dead alive. Is there any more news yet? No. Nope, so not I get yet. why I hadn't seen this then. In that like, it's kind of a lot of what we had is. Uh, in this, what is this? This the full extended cut or this is the unrated? Un- unrated. Um, this is the the Blu-ray, basically when the they Blu-ray. put that out, which is now very hard to find. Wow, yeah, good it's luck like from my that. understanding of it, it's it's been challenging to find, and a lot of times, most accessibly on VHS, mm-hmm. which like 
I don't have a fucking VHS player anymore. Yeah, I mean, you can find a DVD copy of it, but I mean, as far as like a really nice, whether it's 720, 1080p mm-hmm. version, yeah, it's it's going to be a little bit more Which, costly. Honestly, it fucking deserves. Oh, so, yeah, this is, like I said, we've talked about it ad nauseum at this point, but as soon as it's dropped, it's going to get all the money it needs. Well, it's supposed to be the first four. Yes, and you and I... Uh, Steven, we're talking about that a little bit off mic mm-hmm. about bad taste is another one. Meet the, uh, Feeble. the Feebles and Heavenly Creatures. Which I still never have seen Heavenly Creatures. I haven't either. I'm only familiar with Heavenly Creatures. I haven't seen it. Um, it I'm pretty sure that's got the um, uh, uh, the woman who ends up in like Two and a Half Men and a couple yes. of. Uh, yeah, she and Kate Winslet are in that film together. And Kate Winslet. Damn, yes. I got to check out that movie. Yeah, I know. I know it's actor. Her name is like Melanie something or not. I can't remember her last name right off the top of uh, my head. But yeah, she's in a couple other like. Uh, Blue she's House in Detroit movies. Rock City as well. She's, she's in uh, uh, Drinking Buddies. Um, she's a good actress. She's she great. Was, she's more recently in Yellow Jackets, with which uh, I've heard phenomenal things about. First season was fun. Watch. First season was fun. Oh, yeah. Yes, but once again, uh, here's something for me. This is the first time I'm actually seeing those insert shots. Oh, cut in so. That was kind of cool, and knowing that too is like, oh, this kind of adds something, and I can see also too why maybe these weren't added in, you mm-hmm. know, in the final cut that we get too. So that was fun getting to see. I'm curious how that's going to be handled with uh, the restoration. Yeah, I would imagine it's probably going to be a little rough, but probably not. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this was rough, but you could definitely tell. Oh yeah, it's there's noticeable shifts in the quality of like lighting versus like what's being able to be captured for lighting wise. Yes. Um, I think that's kind of neat. For me, it, can, it added a little bit more to it. In all honesty, I kind of like it. I feel like it helped with like, I don't mind anything like that in all honesty, as long as it like still looks true to what they were trying to put out. Yeah. Because like for some reason, it makes me feel more comfortable with how kind of over the top cheesy it is in ways. Yeah, it feels, yeah, yeah, it feels sure. right somehow. No, it definitely fits in. Um, it, it, like, certain movies, I don't... I, I need to have, like, film grain on, if that makes sense. Or I need to feel like I'm watching it on a VHS player for it <laughs> to know. feel right. Mm-hmm. Or I need to open the DVD uh, menu before I watch it. <laughs> yeah. um, there's certain things that just, like, it, it tees off the rest of the cinematic experience for me. So just because you mentioned it, I have to say... Uh, since upgrading my setup, I am now so fucking picky about film grain on digital copies because sometimes it introduce like trying to process that much information. Uh, if you know what to look for on these 4k sets, you can see digital artifacts in between the grain. Yikes. I smoke weed to avoid, uh, hyperfixating <laughs> on stuff like that. So, um, good to know. Yeah, I'm now very picky about it, but I'll tell you what, it's not a horror movie, so it normally wouldn't come up on this podcast, but the Arrow Django oh, 4K man. is the most gorgeous 4K I have ever seen in my entire life. It's it's, it's the top of the top I've ever fucking seen. Hell yeah. Yeah, um, maybe <clears throat> one last little bit I'll add to this is uh, I really did enjoy the score to this. Because it, it feels whimsical when it needs to be, like, baby's day out or whatnot. It's very playful, you know. But then when the moments of tension and dread and just 
you feel like the walls are closing in on the characters. It starts to feel like that. It, it matches that mood, and I do appreciate that. So it's a good sound design and score. Yeah, it was. Um, I I really fucking like this movie a lot. I loved the awesome. I loved the setting in the in the fifties uh, the fifties and having the uncle be in this like rocker rockabilly style aesthetic. I don't know what the actual term for it is. It all felt so cohesively just like fucking well thought out in a way that like I imagine a lot of it was just I don't even know, but some of I imagine way more of it was just like slapdash put together on the day of what they had together than what I felt it actually was. It feels so fucking like meticulously well cohesive. Mm-hmm. Also, to add to this, too, I think it's neat to think that this is one of the few New Zealand horror films I can think of that, you know, that, that mainstream audiences will you know, recognize. Because outside of that, it's kind of few and far between. Yeah, like, quite I, frank. I can't think of any I other mean, what we do in the shadows, you could, right. you could say. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, if we're counting that, if we're counting this, which is very comedic, we should definitely be able to count that as well, which is also very comedic. Oh, and, without and, a doubt. And plays two... As many horror tropes, so. But yeah, this is uh, this is fun, man. I'm I was excited, knowing that you know we're getting to revisit it, but also that you've never seen this, and I always get kind of a chuckle, <laughs> knowing that like when people go into this film, for the first time that it's gonna kind of gobsmack you because you're not exactly sure which direction it's gonna go in, and it kind of ratchets it up, the more you get into this film. Throughout, all the way to the climax, you know, like it definitely, your like, I definitely agree that it should be a party watch. Like, you should get some friends together and watch this if you can. Um, I do get it. Some, I am a loner. I, I watch a lot of horror movies by myself. But if you can get some friends together, because like, Just make sure they can like oh, hold their doubt, yeah. like keep their stomachs down when <laughs> the the <laughs> yes. lunches happen. So that's a bit of a challenge. But like, yeah. also like, but that was a fun thing of like. During the, the, the lawnmower scene specifically, like at a certain point, it was just like, oh my God, and we're still going on this. And it was just like, oh my goodness. And like, I could, I could feel you guys enjoying me being yeah. um, overwhelmed by it. And that made me feel better about it in a way that, like, hell yeah. You know, I keep going back to the same refrain when I think about horror films in general is that, you know, these are actors and actresses and. This is all done underneath the care of professionals. So whatever we're seeing on screen, behind the scenes, <laughs> you know, you, I would yeah, imagine fun. they're having a fucking blast, like you were saying earlier. I, yeah, I can only imagine. Especially right. with, the, like, I can only and, imagine. And it's all in good fun. And that's that's what I take away from it more so these days is that no matter how gnarly it gets, it's mostly effects and just people acting really well you know right and it, it as long as they make it believable enough it's like they did their job and god you know more power to them and like that's one of the things i love about watching horror movies personally is that i am fascinated by the production side of it and that knowing how effects were made is what got me to be able to watch horror movies. That's awesome. Because I, as a kid, I they, they scared the shit out of me. I had to, like... I didn't get into them until high school after getting into the 
zombie survival guide and Max Brooks books and then get into horror movie and then zombie movies and then into like learning more about production design. That allowed me to watch other movies because I was able to rationalize, like understand yeah. how they did these effects and then I could just, I knew, I disillusioned myself in a, in a way, in a way that also, I fucking love to see that movie magic for me. It's so yeah. beautiful. There's a, a little bit of like a give and take. I, I think when you start peeling back some of the movie magic is that, yeah, it just, like you said, it, it dispels some of the illusion but it also adds, to, for me at least, and I would imagine you in this regard, is like how they are able to pull this off in such a manner to where it's like some people, it just takes them all the way out. And that's, like I said, I get such a fucking chuckle out of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, it's just, it's just people. It's just, no one's really getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah. That's so good. It's great shit. That's awesome. Well, fuck. Hell yeah. I don't have anything really to add. You guys said it all. It's just a great That's movie. Also, yeah, I'm, I'm also baked. You, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm happy that you're back over, and this has been a fun one, uh, regardless if it's, you know, I know it's not, but regardless if it were a Patreon or not, this has been a really fun episode. Oh, hell yeah. I, I had such a great time. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, this was delightful. I might end up recording something to put this out of the front of the, the episode anyway, but while we're talking probably about to end this episode, I want to point out that I don't know how, but our upload schedule got screwed up. So if you are on the Patreon, you currently aren't getting things early because we somehow caught up. I don't know how it fucking happened. So if you're a normie and you're listening to this, you just love normies so much is the thing. Like you love your Patreons as well, but you also love your normies. That's true. That's right. If you're a normie, though, there's going to be a break for a week while we get the Patreon back one week ahead. And then we'll be back with the next episode. You know what that means. Safety break. That's right. That's right. Uh, and we probably have to figure out what our next one's going to be. Yeah. Have we talked about this yet? Not yet. Not okay. Before. Well, we got to figure out what our next one's going <laughs> to be anyway. But I think you guys, I'm, I'm done. I no, think okay. on this. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, this time I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. I'm Steven. Fried squirms? Oh. Hi, everybody. Tyler here. If you like the podcast, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us, or preferably over on Apple Podcasts, that'd be super cool as the entire world is ran on algorithms and we want to be all up in them. Uh, We highly appreciate it whenever you tell all your friends about us. If you have any suggestions, comments questions want us to put eyes on your current independent horror project you can always contact us squirmcast at gmail.com or you can contact us through our website www.friedsquirms.com scroll through our entire back catalog there or click the links up at the top as we are part of the earverm podcast network uh, and would love it if you went and checked out some of our sister shows. Uh, the easiest way to keep track of things across the entire network is to go over to that website. That's earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Uh, you can search for us across all the social medias. If you type in fried squirms, we should be what pops up. I'm not going to give you all those ads. So with all of that in mind, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, peace.